Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. I'm going to the book of Matthew today. I want to begin with two verses of scripture from the book of Matthew, both from chapter 13 and then uh, to chapter 5. I want to talk to you today about advancing the kingdom. Advancing the kingdom. Matthew chapter 13, verse 33. And another parable spake he unto them, The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. Kingdom of heaven is likened unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal until the whole was leavened. Then back to Matthew chapter 5, just a few pages back in your Bible or a few swipes back in your app. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt hath lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. I'm going to talk to you today again about advancing the kingdom. Heavenly Father, we give you praise today for this gathering. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to worship you, Lord, in this building. I'm asking you, Lord, that you would move upon the hearts of people. Lord, help us, God, to get really connected to you and your purpose and your agenda. Father, we want to give you glory. Now, would you help and anoint the gift that you've given? Let me bless the Lord as you would in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. 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 The Lord bless you. You can be seated. We're talking about advancing the kingdom. Consider with me for just a few moments the power of influence. The fact of the matter is that you at this moment are both influencing someone and being influenced by someone. So influence is powerful. Amen. We find that uh, we are influenced to do good, but sometimes we are tragically influenced to do evil. Fathers and mothers are perhaps the most influential voice in children's life. They show their children influence not just by the words that they speak, but by their love by their demeanor, by their attitude, and uh, how how they present themselves, they are influencing their children. Henry Ward Beecher said, what a mother sings to the cradle goes all the way to the coffin. Influence. Influence is powerful. The, (coughs) The definition of the word influence in one dictionary said the capacity or power of persons or things to be compelling force upon or produce effect on the actions, behavior, and opinions of others. <coughs> Miriam Webster states that influence is the act or power of producing an effect without apparent exertion of force or direct exercise of command. Hollywood is not really in the entertainment 
business. It is rather in the influence peddling business. Can you say amen? They are influencing others. Most of what comes out of Hollywood is nothing more, and this is my personal opinion, but I believe it is nothing more than the agenda of Babylon. The present news media industry is not really in the news business anymore. They are in the entertainment business and in influencing people. So influence is powerful. The writer of Proverbs, let me just show you a few verses that illustrate the power of influence. The writer of Proverbs says in 22 and 24, Make no friendship with an angry man. With a furious man thou shalt not go. Why? Lest thou learn his ways. Don't hang around with an angry person because he will influence you and be a snare to your soul. Influence matters. In Galatians chapter 3, Paul said to the Galatians, he said, Oh, you foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Who influenced you? Who set you into the place where you are by persuasion and influence? Amen. The Message Bible reads of this. You crazy Galatians, did somebody put a hex on you? Have you taken leave of your senses? Something crazy has happened, and it's obvious that you no longer have the crucified Jesus in clear focus in your lives. What is it? Somebody influencing them. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and verse 2, it says, Ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away, influenced. That word there literally means influenced under these dumb idols. There, there's, there's influence in our life that drives us whether we realize, realize it or not. But on the other hand, you can be an influencer in the same capacity. Paul told a young preacher by the name of Timothy in Timothy 4 and 12, Let no man despise thy youth. But be thou an example of believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Why, Timothy, do you have to be so concerned about what you say? Concerned about your, your uh, countenance or your attitude, your conversation, your way of life, your charity, your faith and purity. In a word, influence. You are influencing someone, Timothy. Someone is watching you today. Let me just say to all of us, someone is watching us today. The bank is watching us. When the teller comes and, and we, we go to the teller, the teller is watching us. When we check out at Walmart, the Walmart cashier is watching us. Somebody is reading your social media pages. Somebody's watching your posting. You're influencing someone. The neighbor next to you is watching. Amen. All around us, we have the opportunity to influence others. Our life has meaning. Your life has meaning when it comes to this thing called influence. Why are we here? 
What is our purpose on this planet earth? Why have we been born again? Just to clap our hands and sing the songs of Zion? Why have we been converted? Just so we can say we're blessed and prosperous and God's with us and that there's a heaven there? No, if God just simply wanted us to go to heaven, he'd save us and then evacuate us immediately. But rather he's left us on this earth so that you and I can be influencers of the kingdom of God so we could advance his agenda by living a life that is pleasing to him. (coughs) That is the part of influence I want to talk about today, advancing the kingdom. The Bible reveals the story. I believe this book is really a story about a king and his kingdom. It's not about a religion Because religion is nothing more than rituals. The plan of God is not a religion, but rather it is a relationship between a king and his kingdom. It is a story of the king and his sons and daughters. Scripture reveals reveals to us and how how impacting it was, Bishop, to teach about this the other Tuesday or or, or other Sunday, really, that, that the king is immortal, invisible. He is the one that created man. He is the one that established man. Then he established his kingdom and he established kingdom rulership on this planet. Amen. A kingdom cannot exist without a king. A king is the source of the power of his kingdom. The king is the standard of his kingdom. Jesus told us today that we are to pray, thy kingdom Come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I want to tell you, you and I are on the face of this earth so that we can be representatives, ambassadors of another kingdom. Hallelujah. I know you've heard this before, but I want to revisit this concept with you today because I want you to remember why you're here. I want want you to remember what your purpose is. Understanding God's kingdom to me provides context to scripture. If I realize it's not just 66 books that are unrelated, when I realize it's not just the story of Adam and Abraham and Israel and later on the church, but that it is connected. As one writer says, you can pull a scripture in Revelation and it will buckle over in Genesis. Why? Because God has one theme, one reason, and that is his kingdom. And his kingdom is now being advanced through you and through me. He doesn't do it through angels. He doesn't do it through even his own own actions but rather he calls a man and he calls a woman and puts his spirit in them and he says now I don't want you to be influenced by the world but rather I want you to influence your world the agenda of the kingdom is that you and I manifest his glory and his authority on this earth I'm going to sidebar here just a minute because I think sometimes we, we, get, we get a misconception of what his rule is. You know where his rule starts? Not in you naming, claiming it, not making declarations, but rather his rule starts in governing our own self. The difference between a true kingdom believer and those in the world today is that they, ha- they say no to nothing. They withhold nothing. Amen. But yet a kingdom person is walking on the agenda of spirit authority, self-discipline, and following God. You're different when it comes to the kingdom of God. 
We begin by looking at Matthew chapter 13, verse 33. Jesus spoke a parable that the kingdom of heaven is like, drawing a comparison unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leaven. We know that the Bible uses all kinds of different examples from daily life to show us truth. On one hand, leaven is typified as sin. You know, you don't want a little leaven because it'll leaven the whole lump and it's typified as sin. But in this particular parable, Jesus flips the dynamic and he shows that the kingdom is like a little leaven. If we really realize the influence and the power we have in just our daily living, we would live with purpose every morning so that when we go about our business and that we would talk as a kingdom person, all of a sudden we're influencing others for the glory of God because what you are is a little leaven in a world that's messed up and a little bit of leaven can leaven the whole lump. God wants you to be a kingdom advancer. I believe on your job you're to be a kingdom advancer. If they ask you why you don't participate in their filthy jokes, well, you can just look at them and say, listen, you know, y'all go right ahead. And, but in our country, we just don't do that kind of stuff. Why don't you cuss and swear? And, and why don't you fuss and fume and, you know, hit your thumb and hit the wall with your fist? How smart is that? What makes you so different? Why do you talk different? Why is your conversation different? It's because I'm, I'm part of a kingdom that's not of this world. Yes, I, I live in this earth, but I'm here to be an influencer. That's why Paul told Timothy, watch your, your communication. Watch your mouth. Watch your attitude. Watch what you say because you're a kingdom influencer. Amen. I don't want to be one where I go to church on Sunday, got my little Sunday go to meeting clothes on, lift my hands and praise the Lord. But on Monday, I'm living like a, a scallywag. Amen. There, there's no difference there. I believe what we need is kingdom influencers that advance God's kingdom on their daily basis. When you get up in the morning, you're a kingdom advancer. When you go through your daily task, you're a kingdom advancer. When you go to the post, post office, you're a kingdom advancer. When you're on your job, you're a kingdom advancer. We are here to infiltrate and influence to the glory of God. Not a denomination, not our home church, but the kingdom of God. Influence. Influence. Advance the kingdom. Notice when Jesus said, we're to pray, thy kingdom. Somebody say, that's what we pray then thy will be done. That's what we do. We don't just pray his kingdom. We do his kingdom. We don't just pray, oh God, have your way. We do his way. Praise God. <laughs> the darker and the bleaker that the world is around us, the greater the leaven will leaven the lump. Amen. The darker, the bleaker the night, the greater the light will shine because we have been delivered. According to Colossians, we have been delivered from the power of darkness and have been translated in the kingdom of his dear son. Both kingdoms have influence. Darkness has influence, but darkness can 
never overtake light. It is always the light that shines greater in the darkness. You're called to be a kingdom advancer. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. All power, all rights, all authority is given unto him. Remember we preached about the lamb taking the scroll. This is what it's talking about. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Where? Where's the kingdom? In heaven and earth. You're loaded with a lot more than you think you are. You have more power than you think you have. Amen. Because if Jesus said, all power is given to me, so in heaven and earth, that means he operates in both dimensions with equal authority. Can I tell you, what you have here in this earth may be a big big problem and a bad problem, but the same authority that is in heaven, amen, is invested in his name, is now invested in his name in earth. So I can go about praying, thy kingdom come, I'm praying that, but I'm going to do, thy will be done. Because I don't rest in my power, I don't rest in my authority, but I I rest in his power. When we preach the gospel of the kingdom, when we live by the laws and the principles of the kingdom, when we act in certain ways and and, and conduct ourselves in certain ways through conversation, through appearance, amen, when we do our best to live holy before God, what are we doing? We are bringing in the concept of a worldview that says his kingdom has got to be Uh, push forward. His kingdom has got to be moved forward and I am to do that in my life. So, oh God, let me glorify you. Let me glorify you in the way I, I handle my finances. You shine your light with the way you pay your bills. I thought surely I'd have, I'd have a whole lot more shouting than that. Our goal should be an influencer of the king in this territory called earth to influence co-workers rather than they influence us. To influence in our area where we live. This is the way we influence, share our faith, tell people about Jesus, shine our light, Show forth his glory. Amen. We want to act like men. If we're a man, act like a man. It's a good testimony. If you're a woman, act like a lady. It's a good testimony for the kingdom. Today, our world, our nation is predominantly influenced by the kingdom of darkness. But what can one light do? What can one light do? What one light can do is that it can dispel a lot of darkness. Why don't you decide here this morning, I will be one light. I will be a little leaven. I will be a little bit of an influence. And I'm going to believe it. God is going to take it and let it begin to spread. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13, Jesus shifts 
again, a, another analogy of what it means to be an advancer of the kingdom. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out. What does salt do? Do we have anybody here today that does the hand salt plus? They pour it, they don't just shake it out. They pour it in the hand first, then put it over. We got anybody that's honest to say that I, I do that? Uh, there's a few. God bless those. There's some folks that like a lot of salt, and there's some folks that don't like hardly any salt. And there's some of us, the doctor said, stop with a lot of salt. I love salt too, Billy. Salt's good. But when it comes to salt, a little dab will do. It's meant to add taste and flavor to life. We add, we add salt to a steak to enhance the flavor of the steak. And if you're really from the south, you put salt on your watermelon to enhance the flavor. Salt on your tomato to enhance the flavor. I hear all these bones and groans. Thank you for helping me preach this message today. You just don't take salt and just pour it like a dump truck on to things and expect the results that you want. That's why some people are not getting a kingdom advance because they're not using salt with taste, but rather with dominion. I've got, I'm going to just pour it. I'm going to tell you, bless God, you're going straight to hell. You're not going to, don't pass go, don't collect $200. You're going right now. That's not salt. Now there might be some in rare, rare instance, some people that's not what it might take. It might take that kind of, but normally it's just a little bit. You want to add a little bit. What Jesus is saying, you're the salt of the earth. Add a little bit of flavor. Add a little bit of taste. Add a little bit of influence. Amen. While the world's caught up in going their way and doing their thing, amen, what's so different about you? I got a little flavor. I have flavor in my life. I have taste in my life. You are the salt of the earth. Amen. God wants you to sprinkle his kingdom influence in your world. The church that loses its savor has lost its strength. It's lost its influence. There's a lot of people that they got the property of salt, but they've lost their savor. Amen. I don't want to lose my influence. How do you lose your influence? By not living what we say. In Jesus' day, salt was often mixed with other elements. And those elements, that if those elements were not removed, the salt would soon become tasteless. When you allow the world to change your flavor for God, then all of a sudden the influence has shifted and the kingdom advancement has been stopped. A church must function in such a way that if we're gone, people would say, boy, I miss that salt. 
I miss that flavor. I miss that. Man. We need to do another thing that salt does, and that's create thirst. A little salt will create thirst. Create thirst. Jesus also illustrated us as light. Matthew 5 and 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is... Before men, he doesn't call us to be a blazing spotlight. Just be a light. Be a light. Be a light. Just shine. Just shine and live before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. We are to advance the kingdom with a little bit of leaven or a little bit of salt or a little bit of light. Let what you have shine. Let your personality be more than just your personality. Let it be kingdom driven. Here's what Jesus said we are to do about his kingdom. Go into all the world, Mark 16 and 15. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. Go preach everyone. Go preach everyone. How do we preach it? By salt, by light. Amen. Opportunities will get be given to where we can give Bible studies. I talked to John this morning. Amen. Do you know that they had 11 at their Bible study class at the high school? 11 students. Amen. I don't know how many students we got in high school, but our whole school's got 150. So when you think about the percentages, amen, that's a pretty high percentage. Oh, come on. Just a little bit of light. Then it'll open the door to the next thing and the next thing. Thank God, live what you believe and watch your light shine. Again, Matthew 28, 18 says, all power is given to heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, go ye therefore, go ye therefore. The commission made a dramatic change in the emphasis of missions. The Old Testament idea of missions was go to Jerusalem, go to Jerusalem, Go to Jerusalem. New Testament kingdom message for missions was go into all the world. Go into all the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a great message to think about on Mission Sunday. Go into all the world. Look look at the narrative that Jesus gave to us through Acts chapter 1 and verse 1. The former treaties, uh, Luke said, I made O Theophilus of all that Jesus began to both do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandment unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he, he also showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and listen to this, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. He began to share what his agenda was. In verse 4, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When ye there, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Wait a second, he is saying, hold on. It's not for you to know the times or seasons. You're, you're, you're missing the point here. You're missing the point here, dear fellow Israelites and disciples. He said, 
said, it's not for you to know the, the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power, but ye shall receive power. I'm about to put my kingdom in you. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses both in Jerusalem. It's going to start there, not wind up there, and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. I want to tell you today, revival fires began at Jerusalem. Amen. It has swept across our world, no matter, no, no telling how many times. But it is about going and being influencers that advances his kingdom. Somebody say his kingdom, not mine. His kingdom, not mine. His gospel, not mine. Paul said in Romans 1 and 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is a power of God and salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Amen. We have a message that works, a light that shines. We have a message that saves. We have a gospel that delivers. We have a gospel that heals. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that Jesus can still change lives? Has he changed your life? Has your life become better because of him? Are you a different person because of of him. Amen. The scope then of the mission is I have received it, therefore I want to give it. I have received the light, Lord, let me shine the light. I have received the gospel, let me share the gospel. This shall be, he said, speaking of the Holy Ghost, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. What's he talking about? I'm going to put in what you've got to flow out. It's going to come into you, but it's also got to go out. Is anything going out of you? Are you a dead sea where you're just getting all the blessings of God? Are you finding a way to advance his kingdom? Advance his kingdom. Go you into all the world, Jesus said in Mark 16, 15. It's going to begin in Jerusalem in Luke 24, 47. And then it's going to move to all nations. Matthew 28, 19. It's going to go and teach all nations. We've got to be influencers. Anymore, the lines of law have become so blurred in our country to where people get away with stuff. But for the most part, we have laws of this land. If you break those laws, then you get in trouble. It might be a ticket that you got to pay. Somebody say, oh, me. I've been there. Or it might be a felony that leads to even greater ramifications. But you follow that law. Now we have a culture that rises up and says, I want to live how I want to, and laws don't matter. On the other side of this world, in the kingdom's reality, there are laws and there are principles that God has called us to follow. If we do not follow them, consequences will happen. If we do follow them, blessings will happen. I want to tell you that there are some things that we do that might seem to the carnal mind foolish, but there's a reason. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 12. Paul put it like this, all things are lawful for me, 
are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. He said, it may be that I can do that and get away with that, but I choose not to. Why? In my, my feeling, you begin to look at that text, influence. If I'm going to advance the kingdom, I've got to be concerned about those that are around me. If I do it and I feel it's okay in such a way, but if it damages another person's relationship with God or it harms the kingdom and brings shame to the kingdom, then I'm really out from under uh, uh, the control of God's blessings. So what I've got to make up in my mind is that what I do and how I live, I put restrictions on myself because I want to influence the kingdom. I don't put restrictions on myself because I feel like it's a heaven or hell issue always. But rather, it's a kingdom issue. Rather, it's I'm representing the king. I'm representing a government that's above my own will. According to Acts 1 and 8, we are all to be witnesses. We're all to be witnesses. By the power of the Holy Ghost, everyone has the opportunity to be a kingdom advancer. Everyone in this room today has the opportunity. If you have been born again of water and the Spirit, and you've been changed by the power of the Holy Ghost, amen, you have the power to be a witness. Acts 1 and 8, but you shall receive power. What? To do what? To be witnesses unto me. Being born again makes you a kingdom advancer. It makes you a kingdom influencer. It makes you so that your character matters. It makes so that your purpose matters. Your daily work and how you do your work and how you do your job. You can either do it half-baked half, half or, or slipshod and people see it or you can say, I do this for the glory of my king. I do it because I'm not trying to impress people, but I want the king to be pleased with me. We need to be kingdom and influencers and advancers. You know how Jesus did it? He's the greatest example. He is the king. And when he was on this earth, this is how he did it. He shared his kingdom at weddings. At social events. There ought to be an opportunity somewhere that arises in even the most unexpected places. Like a wedding. To share your convictions, your heart, to shine your light. Amen. Again, the kingdom advancing is not about carrying a megaphone, but rather being salt and light. Go to a wedding, be salt and light. Go to a social event, be salt and light. Amen. I believe that we can follow our king's example and use that to advance the kingdom. Jesus used also an open occasion, an open uh, 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 gathering to advance the kingdom of God openly. We find that in John 7 and 37, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believe 
breatheth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Here's the scene. It was the Jewish New Year. The priest had led out the process from the temple to the brook. There he would scoop water into a golden vessel, and he would take the water back into the temple and pour it on the altar of sacrifice. Amen. During this time, the people would be quoting Isaiah with joy. Shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation? It's noisy. It's loud. Amen. It is a sacred time. Yet Jesus, the same one that advanced the kingdom at a wedding, <coughs> excuse me, at a wedding, is now standing in a public forum and advancing the kingdom. He stands up above the, the cry of with joy shall you draw waters from the south wells of salvation and says, I've got your answer. I've got your water right here. Amen. I got your real water right here. This is the well of salvation. Hallelujah. There is a place for street preaching. There's a place for block parties. There's a place for radio and podcast and live streaming and Facebook and Twitter. There's a place for book and print media. There's a place for door hangers and door knocking. There's a place for or whatever way we can do it in a public form. But if we do it in a public form, let's make sure we live it in our private world. It was Jesus in secret that met with Nicodemus. He could share the kingdom publicly at a social event and in secret. He went to Nicodemus, came to him we find that Jesus didn't blast him, but rather he accepted him on his own terms. Jesus honored Nicodemus for his status and his faith. I believe it's important that we're able to live and influence the kingdom in private as well as social events, public events, but also in private. Jesus also planned intentionally, intentionally planned to share his kingdom. Look at what he did in John chapter 4. He said, I must needs go through Samaria. He was planning to meet that woman. He was planning to have an encounter. So how do I share and advance the kingdom? By doing it in social action, by doing it in private, by doing it in public, but also do it planned. Praise God. Sister Judy, when's your Bible study? What? Two weeks on Monday. How did you know that it was scheduled? How did you know when it was? Because you scheduled it. You scheduled it. That's deeper than you're letting on. Plan to share the kingdom. Plan to give a, a, a Bible study. Plan to, I'm going to go take my neighbor some pies tomorrow. Plan. What are you doing? I want to influence the kingdom with salt, light, leaven, whatever I can do it with. Hmm. Praise God. We look at Jesus, you will find that he reached for the outcast. He reached to have conversation with those that other people wouldn't have conversation with. Hallelujah. He reached for the outcast and the deplorables. <laughs> oh, my. I could preach that for a while, but I'm not going to. You also that Jesus 
preached the kingdom through generosity, feeding 5,000 people at one time, 4,000 at another. What is he doing? I want to do what I can to advance the kingdom. You find that Jesus also shared in an uncomfortable situation like the woman caught in adultery. He began to love and share as the kingdom would. Her accusers were fake. Her accusers were hypocrites. But Jesus began to show the fact that she could sin, go and sin no more. I want you to stand with me, please. I bring you to Matthew chapter 10 and verse 16. To those of us that say, but pastor, this is really hard. This sharing business, this advancing the kingdom. Jesus knew that. And he said that this way, Matthew 10, 16, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. If you don't think that we're living in a crazy world, just, just did you turn on your news yesterday? Did you find out about the other shooting? Did you find out about this and that? I mean, it's just, do you know they make bulletproof backpacks now? We live in a messed up world. I send you in the midst of wolves. And he says, therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils and they will scourge you in their synagogues. You're going to be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in the same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak the spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. What is he saying? He said, you're going to be facing some hard things. Even jail, prison. But I've delivered you up so that you can represent me in the face of kings. Isn't that the life of Paul? that he came for the purpose to stand before Caesar. The Lord said, I'm not through with you until you go stand before Caesar. Uh, today it may seem like things are going haywire in your life, but it might be a kingdom setup that God's setting you up to feel, fulfill the glory that he's called you in. Oh, it's horrible, it's bad. No, no, it might be a kingdom setup. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like eleven. When a woman took and hid in three measure of meal until the whole lot was leavened. Hallelujah. Today, your family may seem difficult, but you might be the leaven in their family. Your family may seem like it's out in the whole group of darkness, and you may be the lone light. Shine, shine, shine. Hallelujah today. I wonder, is there anybody that feels it in your spirit? I want to advance the kingdom. Pastor, I want to live in such a way that my testimony is a, a, a testimony that gives glory to God. Hallelujah. Would you step out today? Any kingdom advancers in this building? Anybody today say, I'll be a witness. I'll, be a, I'll do whatever I can today to reach the lost. To reach the lost. I'll live my life in such a way that is a representative of the king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. 
We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Hey,